Welcome to Guys We Fucked. <laughs> guys We Fucked. Guys We Fucked. I'm Christina. I'm Corinne. We're sorry, sorry about, about last, last night. night. The anti-slut-shaming podcast. <laughs> I never stop. <laughs> hey, fuckers. How you doing? Welcome to another episode of Guys We Fucked. It's the anti-slut-shaming podcast. I am Corinne Elizabeth Fisher. I'm Christina Marie Hutchinson. Welcome. Uh, so week two of uh, our new cool events site. We should have we should title this, but I don't have a title for it's it. It's called Kyren Events with Ooh. a Z. Oh my god, it's sexy. I see what you did. Thank you. Um, and so I don't know if you guys watched the White House correspondence dinner. A lot of people were talking about Michelle Wolf's remarks caused quite a stir, as Ooh. comedy does these days. A lady with opinions. Yeah. Well, I just <laughs> I mean I just love these. I, this ha- this I can't tell you how much happened. This is a, obviously this happening on a big on a large scale level. Hiring a comedian, then going, oh, was, is that comedy? I don't think I like that. People don't. I'm know- scared of her words and opinions. Yeah, people don't know what comedy is. I don't know if you're used to fucking having court jesters or clowns that come and juggle things <sighs> Maybe for mines. you, but like that's what comedy is. Comedy makes you feel feelings. Sometimes it fucking triggers you. Uh, and it's like if an, a corrupt administration is inviting a comedian who is young, who is female, to speak about issues and to roast you, and you think that's going to go well, as Michelle Wolf stated, do some fucking research. Yeah. Yeah, it's true. I truly feel like the they just like thought like it's a bunch of rich people who called in the court jester Mm -hmm. to perform some little show dance like she's going to bring fucking puppets in and be easy on people like Hassan Minaj. Yeah, we're going to name names (laughs) Um, Uh, to me. It's the perfect example (laughs) of what comedy should be do Absolutely. and can do and is in, is capable of doing is exactly Michelle Wolf's speech at the White House Correspondence Center. I think that is the perfect example. I thought she fucking crushed it and she did not go easy and it made me, there's parts that made me uncomfortable and I fucking loved it. It was so funny because actually none of it made me feel uncomfortable at all. Like the the the, the texts and the tweets that I was getting before I watched it because I watched it a day later. I think I was out working mm-hmm. um, when the actual dinner was happening. Um, and then of course I love to go on Twitter and see what everyone's thinking about a bunch of fucking idiot well obviously Roseanne just constantly talks out of her ass uh, <laughs> I mean just constantly but it's Trump <laughs> saved child people from being trafficked and sexed well and it's like I have nothing uh, you know I, yeah, I am I certainly did, not but... one of those people who you know thinks that uh, a family who supports Trump should not be portrayed in media I definitely don't think that uh, I was actually having a conversation last night with someone about how I do see the same kind of viewpoints uh, even though a lot of times they are my own reflected in the TV shows and movies that I watch and I am sick of that and I can't imagine having a different opinion and ever seeing that reflected in art yeah um, because- it's great that Roseanne is a show that's on yes. TV right now that talks about uh, the political aspect from from not a traditional comedian's point of view. Yeah, we it's fucking great. We need we need art from everybody, and that includes people with different opinions from our own. And to censor that or say that shouldn't be on the air, I completely disagree with that. However, you know, Roseanne's tweeting out of her ass that once you uh, you cannot make jokes about people more famous than you, that's literally one of the stupidest things I've ever heard, especially from a comedian. Yeah, uh, every good comedian knows that you know most most good jokes are punch up jokes and so it's like you should 
pretty much consistently be making fun of people who are more famous or more powerful than you. And it's not about like it's like it's like she was doing as my as my mom observed, she was doing jokes for the audience that was watching at home. She wasn't trying to appease these suits who again (laughs) called in the fucking clown. Not at all. In fact, I think she like went against that entirely. And that's why I was so excited about it. And the amount of. And I think this is a proper use of the word bravery. The amount of bravery that it took to go into that room of people richer than you, more powerful than you, who like if they wanted to could 100 percent like pretty much ruin her life. Yeah. Uh, and say those jokes directly to people's faces. The balls that that took. Dude, yeah. The one time I got uncomfortable because I was like, oh, no, Sarah Huckabee Sanders is like right there. Right. Um, But it was still great. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I I just thought and, and and anyone who thinks like well it's like women have to be nice to women no I think that's I, I think that's the 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 issue with feminism is that it's no 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 we're not we're, we can't just you don't want to be nice to women who are being fucking jackasses yeah and who are a part of uh, corruption and who are you know allowing this shit to happen yeah Sarah and, and as it was pointed out time and time Trump didn't show up and Sarah was basically there as she was supposed to be representing holding a seat for Donald Trump mm-hmm. so it's like if you go and hold a seat for Donald Trump you're gonna have to fucking take a oh, lot yeah. of shit and you shouldn't agree to that yeah well she did and I kind of admire her for it I mean hey someone's got to do it and I wouldn't want to do it oh I mean I would just quit I would have quit a long time ago yeah. so I just can't and it's you know and but it also there was discussions of how she started wearing more makeup because Trump himself fucking made, uh, apparently made fun of uh, her looks and oh so, really and so that's shitty and yeah I mean making fun of looks is a cheap shot but Michelle Wolf didn't do that if you listen to the structure of the jokes uh, yeah she's talking about a smoky eye but she said the smoky eye was created by burned up lies like yeah, that the ashes of the truth that Sarah could be Sanders burned yeah so it's like that <laughs> That's the joke, and it's and it's so frustrating being a comedian because the same thing that happened at the White House Correspondence Dinner is exactly what happens to comedians on stages on a daily basis. People are go to comedy shows instead of you know. 10, 20 years ago, people go to comedy shows looking to laugh and forget their lives. Today, people, I truly believe, go to comedy shows looking to get mad and looking to make us think about something so that their, avo- their voice and their opinion can be heard and can they can feel important for one second in time. And you are not. And everyone is not important. And if you want to fucking make a message so bad, write a book or become a goddamn comedian yourself because it's not easy. Welcome to hell. Today's show is sponsored by Talkspace. Nice. Transitions for days, motherfuckers. Loving it. The online therapy company that lets you message a licensed therapist from anywhere at any time. Can't imagine fitting another appointment into your life because he's so fucking busy. I get it. With Talkspace, therapy is as easy as sending your therapist a message. There's no commutes, no leaving the office, and no judgments. To match with a perfect therapist for a fraction of the price of traditional therapy, go to Talkspace.com slash GWF and use code GWF to get $45 off your first month and show you support for this podcast. That's GWF at Talkspace.com slash GWF. Come see us live. Please. Hey, tonight, tonight and tomorrow, we're doing two shows tonight, two shows tomorrow in Kansas City. You got to come. You got to come. City, Missouri. Yeah, that's true. Um, hey, Alfred, he's excited uh, <laughs> for us. Uh, May 4th and 5th, we're going to be at the Kansas City Improv. So come out, tell everybody you've ever met because uh, we just booked this gig uh, because Indianapolis, we couldn't do 
We're going to reschedule that. So, guys, if you're tweeting us about Indianapolis, that's being rescheduled. That was a problem with the venue, and we will get back to you on that. Yeah, we'll get there. But in the meantime, Cincinnati, Ohio. Hello. On Sunday, May 6th, we're going to be at the Funny Bone in East Providence. Oh, that's a different thing. We're going to be at the Funny Bone in Cincinnati, Ohio. So please come spread the word if you're in the Cincinnati area. Even like a retweet, uh, an Instagram post. Again, all these dates were booked so, so late, and and we know we have fans in that area. And so often we go to a place, and then, we come back from that place and people go when you come into Cincinnati and we go like oh boy we were just there so that's not good (laughs) Um, and then East Providence Rhode Island we are going to be at the Comedy Connection uh, May 10th through 12th I have heard nothing but good things about this room I know someone on Twitter wanted me to roast Rhode Island honestly I'm from New Jersey so I'm not going to roast Rhode Island I don't really know (laughs) besides your funny accents and grinders what I can say about Rhode Island it's honestly a very lovely place and I've been there multiple times sorry to let you down ooh Ed yeah, I know. Thank you. Uh, I'm available for the correspondence dinner next year, everybody, if anyone's interested. Um, for four, more dates, you guys can go to sorryaboutlastnightcomedy.com. That has all the information that we have when we have it. If it's not there, we don't also know yet. Um, <laughs> additionally, Two Less Lonely Girls. It's my unironic adult podcast uh, about Justin Bieber and celebrity in general, uh, co-hosted by myself and Rosebud Baker, who you've heard here on Guys We Fucked. We are five episodes deep. Patty Millette, a.k.a. Justin Bieber's mom, is already, no joke, DMing and friends with Rosebud Baker. You guys got to catch that. It's on iTunes. It's on Spotify. Uh, subscribe, review, rate it. And please subscribe, rate, and review the guys we fuck podcast please even if you don't listen even if you listen to it on spotify can you rate and review us on itunes because sometimes we go get down in the charts it makes me shed a tear yeah we need we need to be high because women need to take over the motherfucking world and now we're gonna do a couple ads if you don't like it you can fast forward they're all in a chunk guys hubble contacts mm. they've been a, a sponsor of us for a long time we love them uh they're nice and they're nice and wet when you put them in your eyes oh which I is love like that yeah that's like a contact wear thing i like a I like a damp contact like a in my eyes. Content. They're very inexpensive. You don't have to fucking talk to anybody. You get on the internet, you type it in, and you have a nice day. If you're tired <laughs> of of overpaying for uncomfortable contact lenses, do you overwear your contact lenses to save money? Ugh, me and Christina both used to do I that a lot. Do it now, actually. Uh, you're gonna hurt your eye. Yeah, I know. What if uh, I get a Hubble? What if we told you that you can get a fresh pair of lenses for every single day? Uh, Sixty contacts for thirty dollars. Do the math, guys. That's a dollar a day, and I do have to say when I was wearing contact lenses before I got LASIK it was a it was changing to daily lenses changed my life it everything was better and I know a lot of people are 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 hesitant to do that because of the money it really was not that much more money at all if any and the my eye health improved greatly I had actually scratched my corneas because my contacts were so dry not wearing a daily lens Um, the price at Hubble is half the price of other brands go to hubblecontacts.com and get your first two weeks of lenses free that's h-u-b-b L-E contacts.com uh, Contacts are expensive because four companies control 97% of the market until now. That's how Hubble does it. They sell directly to you so they can offer contacts for half the price. And if you uh, need an optometrist you don't have because you don't have a prescription, they can send you to one. They'll find one in your area. Getting contacts has never been more convenient or more affordable. Again, 15 pairs of lenses for free Damn. at H-U-B-B-L-E-Contacts.com. Holy crap. Hey, now you could see you got to cook food for yourself and your family. 
Oh, our next sponsor is Blue Apron. And I fucking love Blue Apron so much. They're the number one fresh ingredient and recipe delivery service in the fucking country. And they're on a mission to make incredible home cooking accessible to everyone. They deliver fresh, non-GMO, pre-portioned ingredients and step-by-step recipe cards with pictures, which I love, right to your door that can be cooked in under 45 minutes. The menu changes every week based on what's in season and designed by Blue Apron's in-house culinary team. Customers can pick two, three, or four recipes based, uh, based on what fits their schedule. And now, for six weeks from April 16th through May 21st, Blue Apron is teaming up with Airbnb to bring you the best home cooking from around the world. That's so fucking cool. Each week, their menu will feature a recipe developed in collaboration with an Airbnb experience host like Cece, a chef from Shanghai who makes incredible Kung Pao chicken. You didn't even fucking think you could make Kung Pao chicken in your own kitchen, but you fucking can. My, I fucking love Blue Apron because it, it, it allows me to eat fresh food, and that's not something I get enough of. And my fucking dad is obsessed with Blue Apron. I get it for him every single week, and uh, he always calls me or sends me pictures of him. He bought a chef hat because that's how into it he gets. He fucking loves it. And he's eating fresh food, which makes me feel better because he got, you know, some health issues. Um, so check out this week's menu and get your first free, uh, your first three meals for free your first three meals free at blueapron.com slash gwf blue apron a better way to cook all right Mm. and the last ad for this section it's tripping.com oh have you ever planned a vacation no oh my gosh finding a place to stay that'll make everyone happy for the right price where you all want to visit well, it can feel like a full-time job. So true. That's true. I mean. That is true. So you guys, if you want to spend less time planning your next trip and just get on the fucking trip, you got to go to tripping.com. You don't have to visit a ton of sites on tripping.com. One search lets you compare every home from the world's top vacation rental sites in one place to find the best deal on your perfect vacation rental. Vacation rentals offer more. More privacy, mm. more space for everyone under uh, one roof. To fuck. And more choices with fully stocked kitchens. That's oh, really cool. That's fucking cool because <laughs> I, I hate when you get to the place and then you have to go food shopping you're like um am i just living my real life this is terrible i know one <laughs> vanilla yogurt that's expired fuck you <laughs> extra bedrooms and even hot tubs mm. all the comforts oh. of home i mean std hey i don't have kidding. a hot just tub kidding. in my home but i wish i did I wish i did uh and then some so best of all at tripping.com you can join the millions of travelers who find more savings with rates up to 80 percent less than traditional hotel rooms this year save time and money when you look uh uh, for to book that vacation home of your dreams with tripping.com that's t-r-i-p-p-i-n-g.com slash g-w-f you got to do the slash g-w-f so they know the traffic is coming for us yeah, again support for the show find your perfect vacation rental at tripping.com slash g-w-f uh all right guys read some you want to read some emails oh okay sure okay i'm you gonna can, read that one i'll yeah. read this email um, the subject line again if you want to email us it's sorry about last night's show at gmail.com you guys are really crushing it with these subject lines getting our attention the subject line of this email is blacked out riding that dick while holding a dagger question mark explanation mark question mark explanation mark okay uh hi my name is i'm not gonna say it i'm a huge fan of the show i've been listening for a couple months and it's honestly has awakened uh, a sexually explorative bad bitch i just came out of an almost three year long relationship we dated throughout college and were long distance it was super serious he even moved to my city to be with me after graduation i thought at that point uh we were it 
caps and in quotes. And it, I was so happy with things. After he settled in, he became distant and I realized he was actually selfish and honestly immature. He was indecisive about his job, friends, and us. I've always been someone that knows what they want and goes for it. So I was extremely, it was extremely draining to have this back and forth type of relationship. I had this idea that once he got here, everything would be easier, but it was so much fucking harder. In long distance, you only show your boyfriend or girlfriend what you want them to see. And so dealing with everyday stuff when you are finally there is the true test. Amen. He obviously failed. Our breakup devastated me. I tried to beg him to stay and in the end we kept dating, but I lost myself. I tried everything to make him happy and he was the priority. He was always the priority, never myself. After listening to you guys talk about your past relationships and your guests, it made me realize what the fuck is the point? I shouldn't make myself responsible for anyone's happiness but my own. <laughs> hmm. uh, I, I finally ended things once and for all. And then one day, about a month later, woke, um, woke up and texted my roommate. I'm ready to fuck someone. So that night, I got my sexy ass hoe outfit on, <laughs> took multiple tequila shots and did just that. I met this guy, six foot five, smoking hot, and he started flirting, showing interest in me. And I was this whole other person that was confident and free. I told him to come back with me and we had such hot fucking rough sex. While I was riding him, he asked me, shit, did you lock the door? <laughs> and I responded, don't worry, I have this. Oh, don't worry, I have this. Then proceed to reach down under my mattress and slowly unsheath my dagger. In parentheses, she writes, family heirloom. Oh, my God. We are now seeing each other very casually, and I owe a lot of my newfound sexual confidence to what you ladies have talked about and introduced in Guys We Fucked. I'm sure that so many of us women owe it to you guys because you opened a whole new world for us with sex and how natural it is. Love you guys. Thanks for reading. Wanted to read that email because we have this, we do this thing on our social media every Sunday. We, we hashtag it subject line Sunday and we just show just the subject lines and the timestamps from the craziest emails we get. And yeah. um, everyone wanted us to read that email. And uh, I wanted to also read that email. And uh, it's very fitting for what we're going to talk about in the episode today. <laughs> so she didn't ask for advice. She just seems like she's doing great. I mean... <laughs> That's a bold ass move Getting a right. dagger out From under your mattress Right Yeah No absolutely Probably ain't gonna fuck with you uh, Yeah no no no, no. But yeah, and, it's, and safety first Hope you have a very thick mattress Yeah Cause that could jab Oh It always makes me nervous When people are like Yeah I sleep with a gun Under my pillow And I'm like mm, Is that a safe You might like Shoot yourself on for that Honestly though After handling a gun The safety is pretty Like you have to yeah, it's not. It doesn't. You if the safety's on, like you're you're pretty good. But I still like wouldn't sleep with a gun under my pillow. If anyone was wondering, I would. I know. It's, I know it's a a big question that's often asked to us. Is Corinne Fisher willing to sleep with a gun under her pillow? The answer is no. Oh, what a prude! What a prude, ladies and gentlemen. All right. Well, okay. I think we've uh, wasted yeah. enough time before getting to mm. what we need to talk about. Mm -hmm. uh, so, ladies and gentlemen, uh, Christina Hutchinson and myself uh, have both broken up with our boyfriends. Yeah. And we're going to talk about that for the next hour. So buckle up. Yeah. Um, I hope someone dropped their coffee, but I hope you didn't hurt yourself in your car. Oh, I hope you're okay. Um, yeah. I... Uh, I broke up with Steven um, two weeks ago and by far the toughest thing I, I've ever done in my whole life <laughs> and uh, the saddest I've ever been 
ever in my life other than like when I found out my mom had dementia that was the most devastating thing and I know Corinne you had a lot of great you have such great breakup material from when you and Frank broke up about oh thank you about how it's I mean I kept I keep thinking about your jokes about how like it's the loss seems a lot of times like worse than death mm-hmm. and because that person still exists but you're relationship doesn't and uh a lot of layers and factors that went into this decision for me um I'm someone who I am a people pleaser and I think it has to do with I think who I am naturally but also uh my upbringing I think you know when I was little and my mom would um would do things or yell at me for things that I wasn't I was like I don't think I did anything and then I grew up but like grew up meaning like when I'm five, six, seven, realizing, oh, I didn't do anything. And I would get, I would have this anger start to harbor in me. And my dad, who's this rock of a man, he would say to me when I was little, you know, because my mom was on all these medications and I didn't know that at the time that really fucked with her mood. And uh, he would say, if you're, I know you're angry at your mom and she's not in a great place right now. So tell it to me, yell at me, mm-hmm. get it all out. And I would, I would, um. I would scream at her to him and I would call her terrible things, words that honestly five, six, seven-year-old probably shouldn't know. Mm -hmm. And he was really, it was very helpful to have somewhere to channel it, but it's like, that's how I learned to behave. And that's why I'm so bad at standing up for myself to people. And I think it turned me into a people pleaser. And, you know, the relationship I have had with Steven is, you know, when I am someone's main source of happiness, I will go to very great lengths to make sure that I don't fail you. And even if you don't ask for that, I'll, I'll do it. I just, that's, that's something that I really need to work on with myself because I, I keep thinking about when I, when I started dating him, I was 23. Mm-hmm. Well, I mean, it's funny for me because I've literally been here the whole time. I've watched. I've Before never. Stephen, I've never watched it as especially a significant relationship. I've never watched an entire relationship of this length of for someone that I'm this close to, except for Paula and her husband to a certain extent. But I see yeah. you more than I see Paula. So yeah, um, and you know, we had that. You and I had this conversation a while back that really. Right. Broke my heart a little bit, but made me realize things. Um, there's so many, specifically women that we know, whether it's personally or as acquaintances, or that we hear from through the emails or talk to after our shows, that um, they kind of, they don't put their happiness first, mm-hmm. and they don't take these leaps of faith to to really prioritize themselves first. And that it breaks my heart to see somebody do that. Um, well, in that same conversation too, we also kind of sat and thought about all the women we know and we couldn't think of, even in the healthiest relationships we could think of, we couldn't think of one relationship where the woman, and this is heterosexual people, getting the woman was getting more out of it than the guy. We couldn't yeah. think, we could not, not think of one. One. Not one. And uh, I, I've, I've been rewatching the the Beyonce documentary "Life Is But a Dream." You can get it on YouTube. It's not on HBO anymore. Um, I've seen that. Yes, it's a. It's. A, I mean, I watch it all the fucking time. I haven't watched it in a while, and I watch it again. And she, I fucking. I mean, Beyonce is my Jesus. But she, she was saying, um, 
during one of the pieces, one of the interviews where she's like, I love my husband. I love my career. But the conversations that I have with my female friends are the most it's like a religious experience having these amazing women as as my friends and who I can talk to and I could we can share our hopes and our dreams and support each other and, and give each other encouragement or, or, or critique when it's needed. And and, and it's really been um, I went around and I talked to, you know, a lot of my close friends. Because I, I, the idea, I talked about this a while back when Stephen and I were possibly thinking of ending things and it was mostly me. And, um, and I remember saying like the thought of not being with him makes me want to die. And I'm so scared of that feeling. But I have to, there's so many things that I need to learn. I need to grow up a little bit in certain areas. And the only way I could do that is to be alone and have to figure it out for myself. Mm -hmm. I think um, I'm not a person that puts a lot of boundaries on my life or limitations. I do what makes me happy. Um, I'm always aware of how other people are going to react or think. So if I think it's going to upset somebody, I probably won't do it. But other than that, like I don't, you know, I, I make life easy for myself, I guess. In a way, you know, well, you live by like a, I would say you like you like live by treat yourself, and it's very <laughs> it's very funny to watch because treat like, myself a lot. I am literally like the op. I will like punish myself, yeah. for things that I don't even need punishment for. <laughs> and so it's opposite a, it's, extremes. Yeah, it's very extreme. Yes, and uh, I, I mean, hmm. breaking up with him. Oh God, it was, it was uh, fucking terrible. And he, of course, was so upset and. Uh, and we finally, last night, we had a, the most amazing conversation about, you know, he's doing better and uh, as best as can be. But, like, living with, like, hurting him and taking away his joy makes me, it just goes against the grain of everything of who I am. And I realize that I, I, I do that so much I prioritize other people's feelings. And I need to, I need to be on my own for a little and I, I just, I need it. I have to. And, but Steven and I, it, it's the one thing that really surprised me was, um, cause like I said, it happened two weeks ago and we've been, he's been going home on the weekends when I'm not on tour and we are living in the same household. Wait, he's going home. You mean to Pennsylvania? To Pennsylvania. Okay. Yeah. To his parents. Mm-hmm. And, uh, and you know, we have, we, we're very lucky to have an apartment that's, we kind of lucked out with this gigantic apartment and, um, So there's a loft area that he's sleeping in and then I'm sleeping downstairs. But, you know, we had this really wonderful conversation last night about how, you know, I I always try to encourage him to figure out what his not purpose is, because I really, truly believe that not everybody is should be put on this earth to do like the most amazing life changing thing ever. That's not because I feel like when people put that on themselves, it's never going to happen. It's just like, well, follow what you love, follow your heart, follow what excites you. And that's what I had been kind of trying to encourage him to do for such a long time and he's so fucking talented Uh, he's a talented filmmaker and and but one the first thing we ever bonded on was sexuality the first time we ever um talked I was on the set of the music video we but we drove up and and he we had this amazing conversation because he was dating Stoya at the time and we just he like opened my eyes to sexuality and talked about it to me in a way that I'd never I didn't even know a straight guy could have that type of conversation. Mm-hmm. And I was, I was mesmerized by him. Mm-hmm. And I mean, 
and then when we first when we first started dating he introduced me like I remember like our first or second date we went to Babeland and he's like bought me a vibrator and like Mm -hmm. and we just like and so it's one odd thing that I feel like one of the things he would (laughs) complain to me about when we were together was like uh I I need to go to yoga I need to go to yoga this is like a small example of a fight we would have but I'd be like go to yoga then don't complain go to yoga you can figure it out like I I want this for you I want you to be and it's like when we broke up he's been like going to yoga every day and he's Mm -hmm. been writing a lot and he's figuring out what he wants to do with his life and I'm like that's what I've been trying to get out of here for so I are encouraging you to do but you're like a, a you were time. like a crutch in in, in a lot of ways to him yeah. but also I just want to go back and like you just said that you don't want to be responsible for taking away someone's joy like you know you did not take away his joy right now like you have to get that out of your head because it's yeah. really like hurtful to yourself yeah but, you're right and this girl I remember this girl a couple weeks ago she wrote us an email that I, and it, it's it's just human it's human nature to remember the negative things people say and then like kind of bypass the positive or go oh, oh that's yeah, my thanks. favorite pastime <laughs> but what she was critiquing oh, so pissed when oh I, I read that read email it. yeah she was critiquing all the passages that I wrote specifically in the book mm-hmm. and she said one of the things that she said and I'm paraphrasing here but uh was like you gave Stephen all the credit for who you are <clears> and I fucking was so mad at her and I wanted to write her back and go fuck you why did you because it was she was right yeah yeah <laughs> well I read that email too and I kind of like I mean it's not my place to say but it's I know I you can say I, I was looking at it and I was just like I, I she number one she was like very she's very young and yeah and, and she it, even it wasn't points, a, it wasn't a cunty email at all no. I just didn't want to hear it well no and know? She, it also came across as like she was she's very you know she's like 24 years old and she even pointed out that some of it was just her being angry because she had hadn't found someone that you connected with on the level that you connected with yeah. on, with on, with Steven. And a lot of people have that. And, it, you know, uh, but it's also like as your friend watching you, like so often, like when we were talking you know, we're about, we, you know, we have a thousand meetings and I know you have great ideas. I've been wa- working with you long before you knew Steven. You would like give an idea or you would um, – or you would present Steven's idea before your own idea, like in a thing. And it's like, Steven does have great ideas, but also like, I don't really, it's his, I don't really care what Steven thinks. I care what right. you think. Yeah. And it's like, yeah. And I, and I know you have, you're full of great ideas and you're super creative and you were doing that long before we even knew Steven was a person on the planet. Yeah. Yeah. I was. Yeah. And like he, it's so hard to, I still, I'm so terrified that I made the wrong choice, but. I know, I know in my gut after talking to all the people I'm close with, after talking to you, I'm talking to my mom and just really, you know, I need to figure out who I am. Right. And outside of the relationship. Yeah. Yeah. And, um, I never knew, I kind of had an idea of who I was when I was 23, but not really. And, um, but he, it's, it's hard to end something when you still are madly in love with the person and you still respect them and care about them and up until when I did it I would still like be so excited to come home to him and just smell his skin I miss that so much Mm -hmm. and um it's it's really it's really difficult but again like that thing that surprised me was both of us kind of got our shit together in a very quick way because something very dramatic and traumatizing happened to this breakup um but like he's fucking killing it like he's like going to all these things and 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 really 
sourcing out like what do I want out of life and what am I passionate about and he's come up with all he's so intelligent when it comes to talking about sexuality and he's he's always been in tune with something that I never ever thought a straight man could be in tune to to be honest and mm-hmm. um and uh and just you know I don't know it's 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 really exciting because I want the best for him but I'm so scared but the scaring is good because I think part of the thing is like even if you're the most independent person and I know you'll go out by yourself you're not afraid to like go to a bar by yourself which most people honestly won't fucking do yeah. is go out by yourself but like there is a codependency that uh, that occurs in a relationship even in a long-term relationship whether you're living together or not and I've never lived with someone and I can only imagine like the level and I mean there is like a scientific thing where like you will actually become like addicted to someone's like smell like physically after I think it's like it's like not too long it's like dude when he a left year or two when he yeah. wants to go to pa i was just sniffing his deodorant right yeah of <laughs> course what the fuck am i doing i mean i'll even do that for people i don't even like that much <laughs> you know and yeah because it, it's it's just so difficult but i truly believe like and i am not someone who like you know romanticizes well sometimes i actually think i do um <laughs> that's probably the part of the issue um but uh you know, if you guys are meant to be together, you know, it's this, it's that stupid hack saying of like, if you love something, let it go. And if it comes back to you, but I really, really believe that. And yeah, part of the conversation that we both had last night was that. Yeah. And that made me feel so much better. Um, as long as you're not attaching on to that hope of someone definitely coming back. Just, no, but you can always I, leave it. Because I even told open. him, I was like, I don't want to say that in a way to like dangle something in right. front of you. That's cruel. I right. would never want to do that to you. That's so cruel. I mean, you could fall in love with someone and, and be like, oh my God, this is my person. And, and either of us could do that. That's totally... And even Possible. if you do, and even if you do, I think, you know, even if you do end up wanting to get him back together, like there's still, you'll date people in between. Yeah. Yeah. I just, one of the things that scares me, and I remember that one episode, we get emails about it all the time about, it was called, what's happening to my ass. Oh, that episode. And it was the episode that you ran into yep. Frank. Mm-hmm. And I, and I, when I realized that this was one of the things I'm so scared of, it was, it's exactly what you would experience where I don't want to. I don't want to run into him on the street and have him be less familiar to me and have and be unfamiliar with him and what's going on in his life. And I mean, I would, we talked, I mean, we lived together and you would say this all the time. Like we talked to each other all the time about everything. And I loved it. And I know he coddled me when I would have an anxiety attack, which I liked, but he had mentioned it last night and I'm like, you're right. You're right. I need to. He's like, you, you know, you need me to help you get up in the morning. But I'm like, you're 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 a grown up. You should be able to. And you're on a, you get up in the morning by yourself. And I'm like, you're right. I felt like I had this safety net with you. And and I and I need to develop that on my own. And uh, I'm just so scared of of losing touch with him. And I just I'm so sad. And uh you can be friends though because I mean I hope so it's like this is your, your kind of your first huge relationship and I you know yeah a lot of times like so ta- many, like almost like every kind of uh like big big uh happening in your relationship reminds me so much of the first boyfriend who will, who will never come on the podcast his name is Tim I dated him for five years in that he's a lot older than me was very in tune with his sexuality we were best friends um before anything and like we ended up being really close friends for many years after that 
the only thing is like at a certain point I had to cut ties with him because our we were still so deeply connected that it ended up uh basically putting a wall up where I was not able to start a new relationship and immerse mm. myself in it yeah um but I mean like you can still be friends you just I think you just have to give it a break in between yeah and then but it's like that doesn't mean you you don't have to lose the person from your life yeah you I've never been so close with any human being in my whole life before right. and uh and you know I mean we would talk about when we were together like if we had crushes on somebody and like I I didn't I loved that about us I Mm -hmm. loved it because it didn't make me lose any excitement for him or our relationship and it it made me happy and but there's I don't know there's just certain things that I need to figure out on my own and one of them is stop trying to be everyone's source of happiness because a lot of times they're not asking for it and even when they are that's not fair of them to you know what I mean and another human being cannot be a a source of happiness for some happiness comes from within yeah it's a very long process and you know some of us will never get there yeah that's more about me (laughs) (laughs) it's fine but like like I come to terms with it I fucking like even looking back at what I wrote in the book about like I'm uh, I think Stephen has and I've talked to him about this like certain tendencies he has are narcissistic tendencies and and one of the things that I read about all the articles that I've been researching and being sent is like you can't tell a narcissist that they're a narcissist they'll freak out and it's I was telling you this earlier right. like all these articles seem to paint narcissist people as like the, the evil people of the world and I'm like fuck like it's not true like right, we're talking about people with like narcissistic personality, personality. disorder yeah just a lot to clarify of, yeah, yeah 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 it's not not having a big ego it's it's way beyond that and a lot of times it stems from a something traumatic happening to you in your childhood and you cope by pushing things away or protecting yourself to the point of you driving other people away and that's that's the coping mechanism that you unintentionally kind of learned um or, or developed and um but I, I had talked to him about that and he came back last night. He was like, I've researched it. And I I understand, like, a lot of the things that you're saying, like, I, I, I get now. Like, I would do that. And I was like, well, that's nice. I wish we could have had that convo when we were Sometimes together. Sometimes you have but- to remove yourself, though, to kind of reflect on what happened. Like, it's like you, it's like you have to leave so you can so you can hover over yourself, like in, uh, you know, like Scrooge when he's looking back on yeah. his, his future, his past and present and all that kind of stuff yeah it's very it's very hard to see what's see what's quote-unquote wrong with a relationship while you are in the midst of it and I am somebody who I feel crazy a lot of the times Mm -hmm. and in situations where I'll just question myself and it stems back to the fucking bipolar mom thing of like oh did I I must have done something oh fuck I guess Am am I nuts like I feel nuts and it's I very easily feel crazy I feel like I feel crazy all the fucking time um that's partly New York and partly call me as well yeah yeah that's true not really healthy so uh but I'm it 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 was a decision that was like very difficult to make but I'm also there's a part of me there's so many parts of me there's so many feelings that I have towards this other than deep sadness one of them is like I'm so proud of myself for doing something scary that's not gonna feel good because this does not feel good mm-hmm. there is a part of me that's excited yeah because it's new and uh, but like like sex with another person I'm like oh my god I can't like it, I just I mean I'm thinking about so many so many different thoughts are flashing in my head of like okay what if I start casually fucking somebody I was telling you this earlier and then 
and then I have my period. Like, mm-hmm. do I tell them that I have my period? Like, is that something I just go, I can't tonight? Or the, like, all right. these stupid little thoughts. That, that My advice, by the way, was just give them a heads up via text. Yeah. I'm like, I've done it lots of times. Yeah. It's really, it's totally fine. Yeah. And if not, like, it's a quick, it's a, like, especially now that you're 30, like, so you're not fucking anyone and, like, I'm guessing in their 20s anymore. So it's just like. No. Uh, I mean, I, not yet. I don't know. I mean, like, I'm guess, just guessing you wouldn't. <laughs> I, pr- I probably wouldn't. No Sorry, guys, guys in their 20s. Um, But once you hit 30, you're like, thank God. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> and then uh and just like it's a good if no someone can't handle period sex or if, like if they're grossed out by it. i can understand like with a random person that you're or having a sex, casual just thing, being yeah. like i'm not in i'm not into that because yeah. like honestly if i was a guy i don't know that if i would i would want period blood of someone i'm not like in love with on my body or at least have a crush on i barely I mean? want my own period blood on my body i know right? we're supposed to embrace it but like it's still blood let's <laughs> not let's not be crazy true true <laughs> yeah no but um I'm really proud of the choice that I made because it is a reflection of the person that I want to be. And it it reflects the values that I tell other people to have. You know, so many, I think you and I are so good at giving advice because no matter what the fuck your problem is, a lot of times when it's revolving a relationship, romantic relationship, it's like, are you happy? Mm -hmm. And do you rely on this person for things that you should be relying on yourself for? Because that's not healthy for either of you. Or, in the, or on the flip, does that person rely on you for things that they should be able to handle themselves? Yeah. And um, I just never thought I would ever be a person to have this kind of strength. And I remember my mom left my dad when I was um, in fifth grade. They separated. And she, I've been talking to my mom a lot. And uh, she was like, it was the hardest decision I had ever made in my entire life. And then for three years they were separated and then he would do like for, for reasons that she was like, I can't, you know, she just wasn't happy in the relationship and she finally decided to put herself first. And, and then my dad would start sending her like books of poetry, which I didn't even know he had that in him. He's a sweet (laughs) guy, but like, and then they got back together and they reunited and their, their relationship is, is beautiful and it's amazing and it's rooted around humor and I feel like they had time to like grow by themselves and get scared and figure out who they are and then they came back together and have this wonderful because the thing is was your mom like 18 years old or something when they met she was really young she was 18 yeah yeah they got married and had a kid when she was 19 yeah and uh yeah and I just um I that's all I I don't know. I I feel like I've lost weight in tears. Well, I'm sure you have. Nothing's a better diet than breakups. We've talked about that before. Yeah. I mean, it's not working as swiftly on my end as I had hoped. But, you know, we're down five pounds. So that's great. Hell yeah. Keep it going, everyone. (laughs) (laughs) I wish I was uh, polyamorous so I could could, could, could have lost multiple um, ones. Is that that everyone? Five pounds for you. Is everyone ready? Is everyone ready? I'm a harem. (laughs) Um, And well, kind of going off what you said, What's made it especially uh, difficult in co-hosting this podcast is that everyone comes to us with their problems and it's like, well, where's the room for our problems? And also it's so difficult to give out um, advice when you are not taking the advice that you are giving fully. Yeah. Um, And it's hard to like make it, you know, it's hard to separate like podcast life and regular life. And so often, and like, (laughs) I I mean, like who you hear on the podcast that like for me is like really 
per, like 99% like accurate of who I am. It's not yeah. all of me, um, which I think some people are like, well, you know, Corinne's always in a bad mood. It's like, well, no, I mean, it's still enter. There's still an entertainment value here. So I definitely like play up the misery just because I find it to be comical. Yeah. And the juxtaposition between us. But like I have lot, lots of great moments where I'm <laughs> very happy in my own home, mostly when I'm alone. Um <laughs> But that's accurate. Uh, yes, it is. But it, uh, so often I'll find myself in situations uh, and I'll ask myself, like, what would podcast Corinne say? Because mm. that's the kind of that's the person I always want to be taking advice from um, in my in my life. And, uh, you know, when I announced um, and it was like a fucking announcement that James and I were dating. You guys had a meeting. Two years ago. We literally had a meeting and it felt like making a publicity announcement. I hated every aspect of that. I hated having to, like I had finally found, um, you know, someone who I really felt like I deeply connected with. And I felt, I kind of think there was a part of me that really resented having to share that with other people after I had shared so much of myself. Yeah, um, because you like, didn't want feedback on that. I didn't want feedback. And it's like, when is it enough? And um, I was like you know what I really need to try to see the best in people and I hate when um artists talk down to their audience and I always try to talk up to people and hope that they will rise to the level of intelligence that I would like to be speaking at uh and I misjudged uh honestly a lot of people and I was really let down I thought I thought it would be really cool to on like a very liberal leaning progressive podcast um to talk about a relationship with someone who was on the quote on the other side who voted for Trump and as soon as and you know maybe it was in the order that I released that information maybe it was like not a good idea that that's the first thing I led with Mm -hmm. but I was so fascinated by it and was such going through the 2016 election being a devout Hillary supporter um, dating being in love with someone who is a devout Trump supporter supporter was so interesting and I really I thought um, our listeners were adult enough to handle that. Uh, I was completely incorrect. And for a long time, I was so disappointed in the reactions I got from people, the judgment, the um, questioning. After, so it's like, it's, it was so interesting to me that people would come to me for advice um, for, for years. And then as soon as I made one choice that they did not agree with, questioned my own choices uh, as if I could not make an intelligent choice for myself. Very infuriating and insulting. And I felt very betrayed by that. Um, as I And I kind of um, then stopped sharing a lot of my relationship with James on the podcast. You guys, I don't talk about him a lot on the podcast. You haven't heard. And so unfortunately, I feel like probably people thought that our relationship was not very serious or that I didn't really like him. When in reality, um, I have never connected with another human being on the planet on the level that I connect with James. Uh, he sees the world in like such a unique way. And um, I uh, and he's a free thinker. And like, it's so hard being a comedian. And being around people who claim to be comedians or who really are open in their free thought and like just are, are really not. It's like they're they're willing to say like cunt in a joke about Trump. That is not being a free thinker or or just being loud mouthed about a liberal agenda is not being a free thinker. It's just like being in your own. It's just like fucking everyone's just like shake patting themselves on the back for retweets and blogs. And it's like it's so kind of where's dis- the curiosity. It's just so. and like, it, Yeah. And it's like, yeah, it's just it's just it's just very, very frustrating. And so for me, like to have to like and even and I see 
immediate like in, in Facebook to updates from people that I love and respect just like the same like at, at this point like propaganda and <laughs> that just regurgitated that liberals are right and we have come to save the earth and that everything that anyone does like I feel like honestly like I am not a, a Donald Trump supporter James if, FYI is not even a, a, a Trump supporter anymore um We've all gone rogue and I feel like I'm going <laughs> and I feel like I'm going crazy a lot of the time, not because of my in my own head, just like I feel like I'm living in a world where I'm like, it's so clear to me, like no, nothing that we are doing is helping and none of us are going to get along. And I don't know how many sit down interviews I have to watch, you know, David Letterman do with Malala. Uh, but <laughs> it's just a lot of it is such fucking nonsense. And it's like I, I really feel uh, comedians need to be like we need to be doing our job, which is making people laugh, not being faux journalists. Anyway, I fucking love David Letterman. But what what the hell is that? Um, uh, <laughs> so I just get really mad about it. Um but anyway, back to the breakup. Uh, <laughs> I uh, and so I am definitely devastated. A lot of the, it was you know a decision that was a long time coming. I just felt very uh, alone in the relationship, um, and I had given up on it. You know, I, I actually broke up with James like almost like a month before Christina brought, broke up with Stephen. I didn't tell anyone, including yeah. Christina. Yeah, like I, I told know. no one. Like actually, I have to text some of my friends before this episode oh, comes out that's how ah, few people know yeah um uh and uh yeah it's just it's just very it's very difficult to be like I love this person so much but uh I think Christina mentioned this at one like the, the relationship is not serving me any longer yeah um and uh it sucks and I don't really know what to do. And I am not, I'm in a different point in my life than you. Like I've already done the like go out there and be free. And I've enjoyed my youth. I too, thought I. Too I, fully really. I thought I did. Yeah. But it was really from like, I was single from like 20 to 23. Yeah. And that, I don't know. I didn't know shit about shit. Right. And yeah. I yeah. didn't, I didn't really get to, I, I don't know. I was parading around this, like oh, I was wild in my early twenties and I was, but like for three years. Right. That's it. Yeah. No, I, I mean, it was also like, it's, I think it has to do with like the time that you are single. So I was on my yeah. own, you know, for four full years in that time. I, you know, I had, I dated on and off, you know, the, the, the old, the 45 year old, as I like to call him. <laughs> and, um, but, uh, you know, I wasn't, I certainly wasn't looking to be single. I was not unhappy being in a relationship. It's just like, I felt at a certain point, that I was at a level where I kind of was more an autopilot with my career. Not that I wasn't putting in work into it, but I have kind of had kind of found my path and what I think I need to be doing. And that's a big part of like being in the entertainment business. Whereas James, even though he's a year older than me, is, you know, a class or two behind me in comedy. Mm -hmm. uh, and so he's still working through that. He's very talented for how long he's been doing it. Jesus Christ. Yeah. And I, I, I just point, I just feel like I'm, and so many people do this. I feel like I'm just like was being his manager and I'm like, you have to just get out and do these things. And I really have very little tolerance for people who are not getting out and doing things. And the same thing as yep. you who are kind of sitting and complaining that things aren't going their way. Like entertainment, getting into this business uh, more so than I think mostly any other business is a real gamble. Most oh, yeah. of the people who enter who enter entertainment are not going to be successful. You're never going to know their name. You're going to have one credit on IMDb. Mm -hmm. And um, I understand that what we have done is like, you know, one in a million shots. And I and 
I don't I want to say I can't believe we did it like I I truly we feel like it really was like des- I, I was I also feel like it was like destiny we've talked about this before like where you felt like with, from a little kid this was the only thing that I ever thought I was supposed to do like mm-hmm. I just fucking knew mm-hmm. um and that's rare I think that somebody has that in their you know, William Hung is that the guy from American Idol <laughs> he also thought he was destined to oh be. boy really <laughs> oh no no it's okay it's well, okay William Hung we love you well you know what we were talking about him right now so I guess he was right yeah it just maybe just, didn't it wasn't executed in the way that he thought it would be yeah um I hope everyone was laughing with him but, oh, <laughs> I don't know I don't know um and so yeah I don't really know what else to say again I don't have a ton and there's you know other things that went on in our relationship um and nothing not not infidelity or anything like that just uh just stuff that I'm, I'm gonna keep to myself and, and reasons that don't need to be discussed publicly because you guys kind of lost your opportunity to that <laughs> obviously this is not to everyone some people were totally chill with it and I appreciate that but I think it's just um all I ask is that like you know when your friend you know don't maybe don't worry about the relationships uh that your friends are in so much unless they ask you and also it's like unless you think someone is truly like going to be physically or mentally abused in a relationship those are kind of the the points that my mom always set out for me she Mm -hmm. was like you know I won't really give you feedback on you know anyone you bring home unless I actually think you are in mental or physical danger Mm -hmm. um and I try to I try to do the same I mean I don't really like I like my like don't like most of my (laughs) friends significant others just because it's, you know mostly time a significant other is just someone taking time away from you and your friend hanging out <laughs> so I mean really that's what a significant other is yeah um yeah I do wish like um I remember reading like emails and stuff when you talked about James for the first time and like I can't is Corinne really fucking a Trump support and I'm like I was disappointed too because I'm like yeah I was actually really excited to have conversations with Me him I'm like too. here is a young yeah. person who is who, who is well read yeah. who is passionate about about supporting him I want to know like right. what excites you about him what are you what are you looking forward to what do you like most is there anything you don't like what are your critiques like my fucking father who's one of my favorite men in the fucking universe voted for Donald Trump right. if anybody said anything bad about him I swear to God I'd fucking come to your home yeah. and I'd punch you in the face yeah I wouldn't because I probably wouldn't know you where you live this is not a threat but um, <laughs> but that just doesn't it doesn't make you a bad person because you voted for Trump. Like I, and I know that when Hillary lost the election and we really, we were, Corinne and I were both like, fuck. And we were devastated. And and I tried to guess why anybody would fucking vote for him. But it's like, I was, I was, I was butthurt and I was just sad. And that's what that was. I was also um, more angry about just the outward hate of women towards Hillary. I think that was a big issue. And I, I mean, I stand, I stand, stand by those comments. I mean, you, you could have voted for Trump without like just being like, she's a fat uh, cunt with cankles. Like that's just not (laughs) necessary guys. Like you, yeah, you, you are capable of speaking about Hillary Rodham Clinton without using any bad words. Yeah. And it's okay. Politics is just a mess. I mean, no one's doing fucking anything. So what's the difference? I mean, a lot of times I just, think all of this is so the government and everything it's just so corrupt there's so many other things that we don't see as regular everyday citizens no. and <laughs> I kinda, I've Who lost can you faith trust? a little bit yeah I mean there's just like I, through this podcast there's so many inner workings and so much so much like Illuminati level shit in every kind of field that exists oh yeah so it's just like on a small scale just try to like be a good person and you know not get drunk to the point of falling out of your chair at a show
Yeah. <laughs> oh, you guys. Yeah. That's another issue. We've been to some. I mean, we. <laughs> God, please. We've really been please. to some. We've been on the road a lot, and yeah. it's, we're very thankful for all of the support and you guys coming out to the live shows. These shows are fucking really fun to do, and uh, stand-up comedy is very important to both of us, and uh, we use it as a time to get things off our chest, a time to push our own boundaries, a time to push your boundaries because mm-hmm. that's what good comedy does. Yeah. And it's all trial and error. You know, we try shit that we want to work and it doesn't, or we don't think it's going to work and then it fucking crushes and we're like, Oh shit. I didn't know that. Right. Like comedy is never a, it's not a finished product. It's not yeah. like you, it's not when you go Always to see Hamilton on Broadway, that is the finished product. So I think just keep that in mind when you're going to see comedy shows. Like if something like triggers you, it's not a, it's, it's okay. A, it's a work in process. We're working out too. And, based on kind of like your reaction and I don't buy that I don't mean to talk after the show I mean like either you laugh or you don't laugh those are the two appropriate reactions in comedy laugh or don't laugh Uh, and by that we are crafting our act day in and day out it's ever changing yeah and if you ever hear Corinne and I get really frustrated about like drunk people on the road it's it's because we we've had points where we're on the road where every show sometimes yeah. or three shows in a row yeah there will be and it's sorry but it's mainly young white chicks I just it's just it is I don't think that has been it has been any other kind of person uh that but that's also who primarily comes to our show that's true that's true <laughs> so just true. In, in so a, you might in a numbers game yeah, yeah there's <laughs> shitty people in every every yeah. group of anyone but um but I'm like, come on, guys. But then they'll just go, they'll be wasted. And but we're on stage. We each do a 30-minute stand-up set in our live shows. And uh, and we work really fucking hard on these. And they mean a lot to us, our jokes and our material and kind of learning and growing and your reaction. It's a great gauge of, like, how the material is going. And there'll be times when we'll be at shows that every, uh, every time I pause, I hear the same girl, yes, queen. I'm like, shut the fuck up. Shut the fuck up. Or shut like, the fuck up. Why can't you just shut the fuck up? You yeah. shut the fuck up. Or they're just like, it's like, woo. Or I'll, oh, I'll, <laughs> I'll start a joke about my mom and someone will be like, die fi. None of these are helpful. Yeah. It's And it's just like, it's. I think it bothers <laughs> us so much because it's like, we. We know you're better. You, than we know you're better than that. And it's such a, the, you know. And it's a small percentage of people that we're talking right. to. But boy, oh boy, you but get under my skin. one in every crowd. And this is, <laughs> this is such, this is such a group effort. The podcast. We, yep. uh, you know, we read emails from you guys on every episode we ask you questions you know we're doing a project where we're working with uh over the summer where we're working with you guys face to face and when you're kind of out in the world like it really is like you guys are a reflection on us you are and when you're at your shows you're a reflection on us the club absolutely makes a comment every time and most of the times the comment is like your your listeners are so nice and we love that that makes me so proud but it's just really hard um uh, to have fans for the first time in your life and then for those fans to be acting in a way that is just completely not the message you're trying to get across. Yeah. It makes it makes me feel a lot of times like, am I a bad person? Is what I am putting out into the universe not good? Should I stop doing this? That's how I feel when someone gets is yelling at a show or is vomiting in the aisles and like when Which we has say happened this happened a lot this happens in every city at what least fucking one city time. where we at those one woman got taken away uh, in, in, an a, in an ambulance because she was she st louis was maybe there, st louis was pretty a lot Somebody, of behavior this, this woman in the middle of my set <laughs> yeah this, this really two you know two women were sitting they were sitting up front and they yeah. were great at the beginning they were fucking great they were laughing and then they right. started to get a little wooey yeah and i'm like Mm-mm, don't and we say at the top of our shows like 
you might hear something that you think it's about you. It's not. Right. And uh, and then during my set, I just saw her do the rocking. Yeah. And then she was rocking as if like her head was between her legs. Mm-hmm. And I was like, that ain't good. And her friend was like, it's fine. Please don't draw any attention to us. This is embarrassing. I'm like, yeah, but she, I think she needs help. Right. Is she okay? And I'm yeah. like, ma'am, do you need like water or something? She's like, oh, okay. And then she was about to blow chunks. And I was like, sorry, but I got to stop. I stopped the set and I was like, can somebody get her yeah and get her to safety and she got yeah a paramedic came and they had to right they had to give her an iv um because it's not yeah and it's not for a second that we are not grateful that we do not love that everyone comes out that we do not realize how fortunate we are and how what a like shot in the dark trying this whole podcast was and i am in shock everyone's like can you can you can you believe that this happened i go no who the fuck starts a podcast and it becomes popular like Uh, yeah and it's like like, never no names it just never happens yeah it never happens and uh yes we you know we do are getting paid now and this is our full-time occupation but that doesn't mean it's easy we still are putting a tremendous amount I, we work so much harder now than we did oh, before yeah. even when we had multiple jobs and we really want to put out a good product and there's a lot on we want to you know we want to you know have women not get raped yeah that'd be awesome Um, and then no one get raped and we also but then we also want to you know go out and be able to tell jokes and share comedy with people and make people realize that women are really fucking funny um and so there's a lot of stuff at stake there and that's I think why we get mad a lot and I know it probably seems like oh we complain a lot but it's just like it is I think more so than with other relationships between like uh, artists and the fans of their art this is really like a group effort and so you guys really are a reflection of us and you and, and to a certain extent and this is unfair but like women you're are a reflection of women and what people think about women and it's yeah. not fair no but it's true and um you know just as with women comedian like you know where men comedian aren't you know if your man goes on stage and bombs or not someone doesn't think all men aren't funny but a lot of times when a woman is the only person on the show and a woman goes on stage and bombs like, like i know it right like and I, we're like ah she's a fucking she's figuring it out give her a fucking break right but and that's so we know you guys it. are figuring it out but it's also like we want you to be safe and you know a lot of it's like my I I've, I've have an like an irrational fear of like people drinking and driving um on their way home for our shows and like I truly worry about it and like I just don't ever want uh something that we're trying to do that's nice and fun to turn into like a fucking tragedy. Oh my god, yeah. That'd and be and it's and we talk about playing defense a lot and just like getting drunk to the point where you cannot sit up during a show and or you're falling out of your chair. Yeah, no one should touch your vagina, but still, like it's not. not a it's not a good situation to be in. It's unsafe, uh, even on a very basic level. It's just not good for your body, for your liver, for yeah. your brain, yeah, for your mental sanity, for your mental health. Um, uh, yeah, I, I, I did. Man, this podcast has taken so many twists and turns, twists and turns, <laughs> and this is the one that I really didn't see coming. Right. Have we both ever been single at the same time? Uh, I don't think so because 
We've no. been in a relationship at the same time, but we've never been single because you were with Steven when we Steven. started. I was single, as everyone knows. Um, really, <laughs> living it up. Really talked about it a lot, excessively. <laughs> oh my God, I forgot to tell the funniest story because I got so, I got so thing. So, okay, so the breakup happened, you know, like over a month ago. James and I have still been talking and it's been, you know, tumultuous. Our relationship has always been tumultuous. We're just that kind of people. Like, it's never like, we're, we... It's the what it is when you're uh, dating someone who's also like a super free thinker. It's very interesting because neither of you are ever going to let anything just slide. <laughs> and like I've truly never felt like I was dating myself as much as I feel like with James. Even though our views were different, like our just the way we look at the world is very very similar. Um, and just reading through bullshit like it's nothing. Like like things that so many times there'd be things that like the media or everyone in the comedy community was applauding, and we would just fucking sit home and roast how moronic everyone around us was and it was it's great um everyone everyone needs a friend like that um and uh so yes what was this today's monday yeah yeah so yesterday i woke up and i had to go do i had to go to record something and i fucking realized when i woke up uh that i had not taken my tampon out oh so how long had it been it had been like remind me i gotta take mine out it had been like too long to have a tampon like i had put it in before i started my shows on saturday night and it was like sunday you know like noon or something and so i couldn't even feel it anymore it had been sucked into the the ether of my vagina and i've never had that happen before and i go and i go did i take it out last night did i do i not remember i like looked through my trash in the gar in my bathroom and then I was like, and I didn't see the string. And so I was like, oh, well, I got to finger myself now and see. And I, and I just at the, t- I stuck my entire index finger in. And just at the very tip, I felt the tampon in there. Oh my God. And I was like, fuck, this has never happened before. I know it's like a thing that happened, but I only also like death really afraid of a toxic shock syndrome. Cause I know there's like a hot model who like bounces around with one leg cause she had it. But like I am five, three. So modeling is not in my future. I'm also 32 Stop years old. Being so Danny, so just, I can't just get it. I can't be a one-legged hot toxic shock model. So um, <laughs> when you say it like that, toxic I feel shock like syndrome. Model. I feel like there's a need for it, like a goth to- <laughs> toxic shock syndrome model. But you could be the hot topics book person. But I feel like that slot has already been filled. I feel like there's only room in the market for one hot one-legged toxic <laughs> shock syndrome model. And I feel like I already saw that subway ad, so uh, okay. I can't. It's yeah. taken. Um, the subway, I was just like, hey, girl, check it, your pussy. <laughs> I mean, basically, they really like to f- strike fear in uh, the hearts of women. And it's working. Yay. Um, and so I'm, I'm like panicking. I went on wikihow.com. I'm looking up all these things to do. I tried to get it out myself. I just couldn't. So oh. I, call, I called James because oh. he lives down the street. And I was like, we have an emergency. Uh, I have a tampon stuck so deep inside me that I cannot get it out. Wow. And so he's like, I what just came pal. home from the gym. I got a shower. And I was like, there's no time for showers. I got, it, we're moments away from me being one legged, <laughs> you know, and it's not for anything heroic. Like, if I have one leg, it better be because I saved a baby from a shark attack. Like, yeah, yeah. It has to be. It can't some, be because you forgot to take a tampon out. It can't be like because this bitch would stay out too late and then fell asleep <laughs> before taking her tampon out. Like, that's not, that's not the way I want to go, go down to one, you know? Um, so. <laughs> So I called uh, him. I answered the door naked, as is my mo. You know, yep. I answered oh, yeah. the, answer the door times. naked for you. It's just kind of my thing. Um, and uh, <laughs> were you crying or are you just like? No, I was, I was laughing. Yeah. yeah. Uh, and so 
He like I, I made him wa- I watched him wash his hands because I'm a clean freak and I like just get on the bed and like go into full stirrups position Oh, and he like can't get it out and then so he lubes up his hands because that's wow. what it said to do on Wiki How and he's and he's like two fingers didn't work like he felt it he moved I felt it inside me he's moving it and then <sighs> he finally got a third finger inside and he's like I don't know he's like God good, bless he's like good thing you don't want a baby because I don't think this is <laughs> Tight she's area. Like, I don't think this is. She's like, you can't even. And I was literally like doing Lamaze breathing because it hurt so badly to have three fingers inside me. I was like, oh, mommy knows never. She never wants to get fisted. Ugh, um, stop bragging, crying. <laughs> you and your tight pussy. <laughs> and I was like, <gasps> like I was breathing oh. so hard. And um, and uh, he finally pulls the tampon out. And oh. I mean, man, there was a lot. Of it's blood. like the the scene <laughs> in Mrs. Doubtfire where she gives the she gives the thing to. The, the, Michael, the whole time the whole time <laughs> and so and he pulls it out and he's like it's like victoria's on his hand and like as soon as the tampon came out like i just like was overcome with so much emotion uh it's a really nice thing i was like i was so grateful i was so happy that i am at a le- place in my life where i'm comfortable enough to let my ex-boyfriend fish that t- fish <laughs> a tampon out of me and it's just like it, it's a level of comfort that i think i hope everyone has with their partner or you know I just hope that everyone has someone in their lives that they are comfortable enough with to have to call if they need a tampon removed uh to Rosebud's credit she also had offered to get some travel tongs and come over and do it but it's like it's just so nice to have so many people in my life that I truly truly felt comfortable enough to have come and remove a tampon from me because I feel like so often like the problem with women's health is like we're all like we're embarrassed about our bodies yep and I'm like first of all if you google anything any even the most outrageous thing has happened to other people and getting a tampon suck is not even outrageous yeah um and then and just so you know never you know like never put yourself in harm's way because you're like embarrassed about your body or you're embarrassed about like something stupid that a million other people did and I was like it's really nice that and then James and I I mean let we laughed our way through this like, I just couldn't stop laughing and I was like does this make you think differently about me as a woman <laughs> like James <laughs> do you think differently of me are you gonna jerk off to this James uh but it was uh that was just a very interesting and I was like wow the timing on that it's like the think you dated someone for two years and you really kept your tampons in check that whole time it's pretty impressive and you know a mere month after you uh part ways you just really can't get that tampon right also it was organic and i'm thinking maybe that that shit gets sopped up damn it there's you know there's something to having chemicals and things guys they do help (laughs) another thing i will say is if you are in your life currently feeling down or depressed for whatever reason whether it's heartache or whatever the fuck you got going on Go see live comedy. It will change your life and it will make well, you realize that you are not doomed. The world is not the worst place in the world. You know what I mean? The world is not the worst place in the world. <laughs> uh, that it's going to be fu- like handling things with humor, I think, uh, is the most cathartic thing in the world. And um, I just, yeah. Well, as a comedian once told me when I was in like the real, the real deep uh, parts of my breakup with Frank um, and after he heard about it from me, he looked me in the eyes and he said, nobody cares. And that was like probably the most helpful thing that anyone yep. has ever said. Yeah. Um, Because I think it's good, you know, that we're out, you know, we're all doing charity now and we're all caring about each other and speaking about it's the issues. Great, yeah. But, the, but the, like, we all have our shit going on and like the people in your life can only care about your shit so much, but you can get through it by yourself. And that doesn't mean that you can't call a friend, but it means like you have the strength within you. You really handle it. And uh, yeah, 
one of my favorite <laughs> reactions from a friend was Ryan Reese, who's a comedian, <laughs> who it was like a, three days after it happened, and I was just texting him, and he texted me one day, he's like, hey, if you finish your suicide note early, come on down to Fat Black, I'm hosting a show, and I'm like, I love you, thank you, Ryan. Right. <laughs> like, just, it's amazing. And also, I just wanted to personally thank my best friends, Melissa, oh my God, you deserve an award <laughs> for being there for me and I really appreciate it and and Clara Michelle and Liz, everybody that I know Ashley Stephanie like I, I I really um one of my favorite things in my life is that I surround myself with my female friends are like fucking incredible mm-hmm. they're badass women they're hardworking. they both have these really unique interests that they fucking go for and I'm so proud of them and I'm so proud to know them and 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 uh yeah just want to say thank you to that and uh Thanks for listening to this. Yeah, thank you guys. I know this is probably, uh, you know, a real surprise for some of you. Uh, and, you know, if you were, you know, try- looking at Christina and Steven as Dawson and Joey, is that? <laughs> Pacey or something? Well, Dawson know. and Joey, I think would be, I don't know. It's just like. I don't know. I forget who's. Well, because I feel like so many people put your relationship um, on a pedestal and kind of oh, like. I did that too. And like, <laughs> and like aimed for that. But it's just like, you know what? There's shit. I, there's just like shit going on behind that you don't, yeah. that you don't know. You guys don't. It's like we are sharing stuff with you, but it's like also you don't know what's going on in our lives. You don't know. You don't know James. You don't, you don't know yeah. Steven really a little bit more because yeah. he's been on. But it's just like kind of do your own thing and don't aspire to be like us just aspire to be like the best version of yourself that's the best gift we could ever give anybody in the world yeah just a complete understanding of who you are that's that's all you need you don't need to like listen to other things and I think I've gotten myself into so much uh trouble in my life by like watching a movie uh or and trying Mm. to like emulate that or trying to make my life like that and it's comparing comparing is the worst yeah life is full of like life is full of like is full of crap really but you'll get <laughs> but you'll get through it and there'll be really funny moments and there'll be terrible moments and be beautiful moments but like when I, I and I and, and when I, no matter if I'm single or in a relationship uh the best relationship I always have is the relationship I have with myself. And that's so hacked to say, but it's like, I can't, we cannot, I can't like, I can't reiterate enough times how important that is. Yeah. Um, and it's going to be the most beautiful, long lasting relationship that you're ever going to have. <sighs> that's a good note to <laughs> Thanks guys. Thank you. We'll talk. To oh you. yeah. Sorry. I, I forgot. I, I have to say this. It's been, <laughs> thanks for listening to guys. We <laughs> fucked the anti slut shaming podcast. Uh, we'll talk to you next Friday. Just about the time I've grown accustomed to your ways Just about the time My pillow starts to memorize your face Just about the time I'm moving on you every single day You're gone and we start all over again Just about the time Your photograph don't make I quit feeling high and dry Just about the time I'm used to you not being around no more Today's show is sponsored by Talkspace, the online therapy company that enables you to improve your mental health from anywhere at any time. Get matched with a licensed therapist from over 2,000 choices and message them whenever you want to. No commutes, no judgments. For a special offer for Guys We Fucked listeners, visit Talkspace.com slash GWF and use the code GWF to get $45 off your first month and show your support for the show. Talkspace, it's therapy for how we live today.
This episode is sponsored by BetterHelp. It's a simple truth. No matter who you are, mental health challenges can affect you and how you manage them can make all the difference. That's why everyone should have access to mental health support that meets them where they are and helps them get through. BetterHelp provides online therapy on your schedule. It's flexible, simple to use, and more affordable than in-person therapy. Connect with a licensed therapist selected just for you. Learn more at BetterHelp.com. That's BetterHelp.com. 